0: may wonder what we are looking at sunflowers for, but really the kind of the theme for the beginning of this year is we want to move from seed to fruit. And watching sunflowers mature reminded me of what Jesus said to us in John 15, beginning in verse 1. If you'd like to stand and let me read the passage aloud, you want to open your Bible and follow on, that's fine. Jesus says... I'm the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes, and every branch that is grape-bearing he prunes back so that it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I've spoken. Live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you, in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you, you all can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me, and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father shows who He is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. Have a seat. So what, what is really most important for us as a community in 2012? This is a passage that I've been drawn back to. I think this is the third year in a row, as I I just spend December. You know, we're thinking about the advent and the coming of Jesus, but I'm thinking ahead. Okay, you know, where are we going next year, Jesus? I'm just—I keep being drawn back to this passage. And so, what's most important is for us as a community to be fruitful. And to be fruitful, we we must. Individually and corporately, we we must be joined to Jesus. And we're joined to Jesus, according to this passage, in an intimate and organic relationship. Intimate and organic is the opposite of distant and mechanical. And that's why watching plants grow is a great reminder of our relationship with Jesus. We're as organic in relationship with Jesus as those plants were with its owner. We're, we're not like a car that gets broken down we take it to mechanical and change parts. We, we can grow or we can get parasites or we can be given away. You know, all the things that were happening to those sunflowers can happen to us because our relationship with Jesus is organic. And it's intimate. And, and intimacy... I mean, most of the time we talk about intimacy in marriage, but even in marriage, intimacy scares many of us. To, to think that God wants to be close to us, and, and sometimes we think, I mean, why would God want to be close to us? But the reality is God's chosen to move into our world because He wants to be close to us when we're at our worst, it's not like, okay, if I, get, if I improve my life and I, and I stop doing the stuff I know is really wrong and I know God doesn't like, then God will be close. No, he's, he's reversed that and said, I love you just like you are. I'm not happy about some of the stuff you do, but I'm going to move into your life and I'm going to be transformation from the worst to the best. He wants us as a community to recognize how alive, how organic, and how close we as a community can be to Him, to each other, which then engages us with the world around us. When we grow closer to God, we grow closer to one another, we connect better with the world that does not know God. That is a really important thing to hear. Sometimes we think, well, if I get close to God, we get close to each other, then that distances us from the world. No The mistake, one of the mistakes that the church in our day has made is we've disengaged from the culture around us. Jesus did not disengage. Jesus engaged with the culture. Now, it cost him his life, and it may cost us our life, but that's the way God wants us. He wants us to be close to Him, close to each other, engaged in the world because he wants to bring transformation to the world. As much as he's transforming us individually and corporately, he wants to transform our world. He has not written the world off. He is saving the world. Just as he saved me, as he saved you, as he saved us, he's still in the business of saving our world. That's who he is. He can't stop doing that. And in order to do that, He moves into our life. We come close to Him and then He moves us out to engage with others. And that's how transformation on our planet happens. When we disengage, what Jesus said, you stop being the salt, you stop being the light. That's not good. So organic, intimate. And as soon as we become settled in that relationship, and that takes some time. You know, it, one, I mean, we, we live in a very mechanical world. And so it's really hard for us to, to kind of move back into an agrarian world. I would encourage all of us, you know, when you're working in your yard, don't, you know, don't hire somebody to do your yard. Work in your own yard. Because that's probably the only way that you're going to be kind of connected to the dirt. You know, as many of us that could grow a, grow a garden. Again, the Bible is replete with illustrations From the garden, and if we keep distancing ourselves from that, it's like they're speaking a different language. I don't understand. We've got to, in a sense, get back to the dirt. So be a gardener, grow flowers, watch it, learn, be organic, and then, as we settle into that, even though our world is more mechanical, the the intimacy. You know, religion is about keeping distance between us and God. We're not interested in a religion. We're interested in the relationship that Jesus brought. So as we, as we, as we take the time and settle into intimacy in the organic nature of the church, then, then this passage is telling us that uh, an abundant harvest is assured. I mean, you're you as a community of people, ordinary people, following Jesus, learning, living, delivering, you will bear much fruit now that fruit is 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 maturity is that we as a people would become mature and maturity is not just by age i mean there is a, there is an element hopefully <laughs> as we mature that that you know as we age we get more mature <laughs> we we hope that's part of it uh Spiritually, uh, maturity is not just knowing more and more about the Bible. And uh, spiritual maturity is always connected with emotional maturity. Again, one of the things that I think that, that, that we're, we as a community are working hard on is that if, if we're going to mature as a community, we have to be emotionally healthy. And most of discipleship that you and I have known does not contain an emotional category. It's like if I just get all the spiritual truth in my head, you know, if I memorize the verses, then that will transform me. It doesn't. And so you you can you can hang out with Christians that have all the, the spiritual answers. They know the Bible back and forth, but they are spiritually immature, and that's why people that's why they, that's why people get hurt. And why people leave and say, forget that, it's so we want to mature emotionally as well. And so as a local community, um, I, I take very seriously, my job is to lead us toward maturity. I mean, I, I can't take responsibility for your, your spiritual growth. I don't. I want to contribute to it. I'm responsible for me. I want to keep maturing, but as someone that, that really has just the opportunity to, to share with you, uh, to be one of the leaders among you, I mean, it is a tremendous opportunity for me. It's a really, it's something I that value greatly, just the gift to, to stand in front of you on many opportunities and share with you what I'm learning from relationship with Jesus. And so I, I take seriously what, what, what it means to tend the vineyard, what, what it would mean that we as a community of people are a living organism, and, and, and as we are alive and we're healthy, then we're going to grow. And then as we grow, uh, there has to be a structure for that growth so that fruit can be produced. So our fruitfulness, our maturing individually and corporately is something I take to heart and something that I want to someday show up with Jesus. And Jesus said, you know, you didn't do a perfect job, but you did pretty good. Well done. So I want to share with you, it's something that's been developing through the years about tending our vineyard. We have a life cycle within our, our community. It starts with seed, Seeds are put into our lives. And then there's a germination, which is a a learning community. And then there's growth, some living community. And then there's growth in serving. And then something that's new that's just, uh, as I was at the end of this, realized, oh, there's also dormancy uh, before you go back to seed. If you notice at the end of the sunflowers, it was seed to seed. I I went seed to fruit. Well, really, fruit then produces seed. So it's this continuous cycle. So what what I want to do this morning is I want to walk you through this life cycle that I think is is just the basic structure that what we as a community can provide each other, and so that we we know best we can. We're move we're helping move everybody toward maturity. We're trying. It may not be perfect, but at least we're trying. So it starts with seed. And seed is just this simple night of introduction. If you've been coming uh, to this community, you've been hanging out here, and you've never spent an evening with Susan and I at our house, and we just give you a basic orientation to who we are as a local community and who the bigger community of the Vineyard Association of Churches is, that's the seed. That just plants a seed in our life. And we want to do that once a month. So this month... Monday, January the 16th, if you've not done that, we're going to have a sign-up in a moment. That's the seed. That kind of gets us going. But then that moves into germination. And we started this year what we're, what we're calling a learning community. And it's a six-month study program that explores the basic values and beliefs, the philosophy of ministry for River City Vineyard and then the Vineyard Community of Churches. And there's listed the core values and the beliefs, the, the breakthrough, the nature of the kingdom, doing church, healthy churches, empowered evangelicals, uh, natural evangelism. That's a small group that is germinating. Take that seed of who we are, Now that begins to germinate as we explore some of the belief and, and the philosophy of ministry behind who we are as a community. And we've started that group, and we're up to now, we're doing church, so Tuesday... January the 17th, we, we have the opportunity, if you want to join this learning community, you can do that. We're going to sign up for that today as well. And then we have growth, and that's what our community groups are. They're ongoing small groups living life together week to week in communities providing prayer, support, encouragement, friendship, family, whatever else each group decides to provide. And So that, that's, what's, that's helping us grow. And so the encouragement is for all of us at some point to enter into a small group. We call them community groups. They don't have to be the groups that we have. These are the groups we have right now. I mean, you might find a small group outside of the community groups, and that's just fine as long as it's helping you mature uh, towards maturity in Christ. But these are the folks that are uh, leading our groups, and when they meet and uh i want what we're going to do is next week we'll have a sign up for those groups and you, and you can row you don't have to stay in the same group uh year after year after you can this will be the opportunity you can change we we have learned that if you commit to something for a year if you want to retire from that as a, after a year you can do that and start something new that's just a good thing to do and so community groups are 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 living communities and one of the things that just Overwhelm Susan and I is that when we get a call uh, and we're in Louisville uh, helping Megan and Victor, and a community a group here is saying, "Well, you know, the people that have babies in our community, we provide meals for, and we've we found this kind of home uh, delivery service in Louisville, and uh, we would like to uh, raise some money and send food to take care of the Glasper family, like we would if they were." I mean, I'm just like, wow, that's a living community. That's a community that's caring for each other. I mean, if I didn't find anybody in Louisville, I mean, I could have. Hey, have you ever heard of anybody ever doing this? And most people say, you know, I've never heard of anybody doing that. Like, y'all really care for each other that much? Like, y'all really love each other? Y'all really support each other that much? You would do that? And, we, you know, in this season we can say, yeah, we really do. And I would say most people would say, you know, I'd really like to be part of a group like that because most of us are not supported in life like that. So way to go. You know, these living communities caring for each other, reaching out, caring for that, I mean, that's awesome. We also have uh, community ministry teams, ongoing ministry teams, which serve the larger community in a variety of ways according to the needs that surface as we move forward with our mission. We believe that learning to serve, uh, serving our community and then serving the the ministries that go out from us, I mean, that's that's a way to grow. It's a good way to grow. Right now, these are the ministry teams that we have. Art, creativity, blessing Muslims, children's ministry, coffee service, hospitality, our kingdom time, Laurel Plaza, middle school prayer, sound, and lights. And, and so these are ways that you can sign up to serve. And uh, we're going to do that next week. So think about maybe you know serving on a ministry team this year. This morning, we have a middle school survey for everybody that has a person in middle school we have a survey that we would like you to pick up, fill out. It's really short. Fill it out and give it to Adam. Adam, if you'd stand for a moment. Raise that hand. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, do you have yours filled out? I already got it. Okay. You, can, you, you know, Connor is on top of things, no doubt. Uh, we're excited to start a middle school uh, ministry, and Adam is going to be the team leader of that, and we, we want others helping. He's not going to do it all. We want a team of people. Uh, we want the families. I'm really grateful f- to Ron once again. Uh, Ron thinks out of the box. Uh, you, th- you think sometimes he's in the box, but he's actually out of the box. And, and he has a great idea of really, you know, we want to keep our families involved. Not just, let's, let's not just isolate the middle school kids. Uh, let's stay involved and let's, have a, let's, see, let's help them uh, mature in Jesus. So this morning we want to do that. Then that those growth that growth then leads to fruit, and we're defining fruit in a couple of ways. One, those of you that are leading in some capacity in our in our community, leading worship, leading a community group, leading children's ministry. I mean, uh, the variety of ways. I mean, y- you are maturing. Uh, we're we're trying to provide a, a a course. It's just a little contribution of helping you. Uh, mature in Christ, but just by virtue that you want to lead others—that's that's that's, you're lead, that's that's you're moving towards maturity, and that's a really good thing. Uh, this morning we have a January reading assignment, and then we'll celebrate around uh, Valentine's or so. We'll have a party together. But this is what we're going to read this month: Breakthrough: The Nature of the Kingdom. So, if you're one of those leaders, if you're on the leadership team, leading in a way. Today is your day to pick up one of these, and uh, we're going to help each other. Uh, that's part of the fruit of reproducing leaders, and then that 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 reproduction of leaders leads to multiplication of our community. And right now, we we've we did multiply this uh, last year with John and. Arlita Aurelli moving to San Antonio and taking up the leadership of what was a community group of our church. It's now a new church plant in San Antonio. Uh, this year's pro- we're going to probably say goodbye to Otto and Christy and Mallory and Riley and J.C. You know, possibly, maybe not. Maybe we'll keep them another year. Maybe another couple. Of years. I don't. We don't know yet. Again, organic. You know, don't know. But they're they they're headed they think, towards uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, to plant a vineyard church there, and that'll be multiplication. Uh, Mike and Dorothy and family are thinking about going to Bolivia and and helping church plant there. We have somebody else interested in San Marcos. So again, it's just pretty fun to see that we're, we're producing fruit by staying connected to Jesus in an intimate and organic relationship. And so this life cycle from seed to germination to growth, but it doesn't stop there. And this, is a, this may be in a sick way. Maybe this is, this is the thing I'm most excited about. It's, it's the season of death. <laughs> but it's something we don't talk about. And it's something that, again, it's, it's something that the church has forgotten you see, once the seed of the gospel gets planted in us and once it germinates and once it begins to grow and we grow in relationship and we grow in service, if, we're, if we as a community are equipped to do that, then the day will come that we'll hit a wall. St. John of the Cross called it the dark night of the soul. Now, the crazy thing is, Guys like me that have had a call on their life and have been serving, you know, in ministry for, you now 40 years, I mean, yeah. I mean, do you, do, you, do you realize that most people in full-time ministry hit a point where they don't like God anymore and they don't think God likes them anymore and they sure don't like you anymore and they're tired of serving you? And so many times they just leave. And then the reality is that many of you have had an experience in a local church where you have had the seed planted in you, and it's been germinated in you, and you, begin, you kind of get in relationship, and you begin to get in service, and then you get burned. And it's like, "I'm done. Where is the door? The reality in America is there's still more people leaving out the back door than coming in the front door. And part of it is, if we really are a people that are serving and living in relationship, the day will come where God seems he's gone. And we enter into the dark night of the soul and a community needs to say, oh, I know what that is. So you need to stop. You need to stop that community group here. You need to get out of that group, and you need to stop serving in that way, and you need to get into this group that is now on the inward journey because what God is trying to do is He's trying to expand you on the inside so that you can again re-engage at a greater level of service than you ever could imagine <laughs> But we all have these seasons. And I'm so great. The light went on for me. We have Jeremy and Jen that are training to be spiritual directors. And that's a, that's a term out of church history. It's like, what in the world is that? Well, a spiritual director is somebody that helps people navigate through the dark night of the soul. It's where the have you ever heard of spiritual disciplines? Spiritual exercises? This is where those really pay off. And so that's a natural part of our life in Christ, to hit this crisis moment. And and tragically, it's not a moment to leave and get out of community. It's, it's, It's a moment to stay in community, but disconnect so that we can mature to a deeper level that some of the things in our lives, that transformation, I mean, some of the deep stuff in us that needs to change, that needs to happen. So I'm really, really grateful. Uh, This week I'll be in San Antonio with our Texas Vineyard Pastors Conference, and the whole thing is going to be on contemplative prayer. And so I'm really grateful that as a movement, the movement that I'm part of recognizes this, hey, we need to make sure... That those, are ser- those that are serving, when they enter the dark night of the soul, they know what to do rather than just leave, rather than just quit. 1,500 pastors a day are leaving the church in America. And one of the reasons is this. We haven't had within the life cycle dormancy, a death of everything I've known, in order that that God does something greater within me, So we want to, you know, take a year to enjoy life, and the next year we'll enter death. And then Jeremy and Jen will be equipped, and we'll have some spirit. Jeremy's getting nervous. (laughs) 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 But isn't that great? Isn't that exciting that that's part? So here's some suggestions. This is our ministry time. Uh, We have a sign-up on our welcome table for the seed. Welcome to the vineyard. We're going to do that in a week or so. If you haven't done that, please sign up. We have a sign-up for the Doing Church study group, the germination group. Leaders, we've got the reading assignment for the month of January right here. Middle school families, we have a survey to fill out and give to Adam. Adam. And so what I want us to do is I want us to take the time to actually, like, move out of our chairs, go and do these things, then come back to our chairs, then I'm going to have us pray a prayer, and I'm going to say one more thing, and we're going to go home. Okay? All right? So, if you're not signing up for anything, just stay where you are, but you can stand up and stretch. So, one, two, three, go. Go do the things you need to do, and then, uh, yes... All right, if I could uh, just have you free, kind of freeze where you are. Boop. So everybody kind of kind of stop right where you are? mid-sentence, Say that word. It's out of control. I did. My mistake. All right, just kind of just stop where you are. Uh, we've taken five minutes to do what we were doing, and that's good. And so what I want to do, I just want to tell you what we're going to do next week, and then I'm going to say a prayer and then finish what you're doing, okay? That'll be our way to end. I, I hope that, that just the sense that you have, that, that you understand that I, I take our maturing as a community seriously, and I want to do all that I can do to help promote that. And so all of these are ways to do that, to help us move towards maturity individually and and corporately. And I and I do know this: that if if we do not connect in a small group, and if we don't learn how to serve, I, I know that our, our growth is stunted. And so we want to give you the opportunity to take a week, think about, okay. Where could we as a, a family connect in small group? And where could we serve as, as people? That, th- those are just big steps to take. And so I want to just encourage you to do that. Next week, we'll sign that up. So if you would, stand up with me. Let me say a prayer. Lord, we uh, are grateful for this new year, and we uh, are really wanting to take your word serious. You are the vine, and we are the branches. And Jesus, we want to stay connected to you. Uh, we, We really want our roots to go deeper in you. We want our eyes to stay fixed on you. Everything we sang in that song, we want that to be real in our lives. Lord, we want to mature as your followers. And Lord, we want to bring others into life with you. So, Lord, I I just ask that you bless uh, the decisions we're making about how to connect, the steps to take, the path to go down. Lord, I pray that we would, at the end of the year, that we would see some maturity in our lives and in our community as we bless you and as we thank you. Thanks for this new year. In your name, amen.